0: Hey, this is Mike Verviglia, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder, which is one of the better tape recorders. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder, and it is another edition of PF's third favorite band, and this time we have the... uh, the tournament favorite coming in. Uh, Everybody in my family believes this has been a useless exercise because the number one seed here is clearly going to be the winner. And uh, while things are looking good, well, that's why they play the games, as they say. So we're going to delve into the killers on this episode. And uh, first of all, of course, we're going to start with uh, a a song each by my two favorite uh, first band. My first two favorite bands, uh, the Beach Boys and Orchestra Maneuvers in the Dark. Uh, for the Beach Boys, we have arrived at uh, it is 1979. Uh, of course, in 1977, they released Love You. I talked about that last week. It's a mostly electronic album, which you think would be straight in my basket. And weirdly, uh, right after I did the episode, I noticed in the Heaven 17 Facebook group that someone had posted uh, a quote from Brian Wilson saying about how much he loves Switched On Bach. And so I wrote in the comments, because nobody else had. I was surprised. I said, hey, you guys should check out uh, Beach Boys Love You, because it's mostly electronic. I didn't tell them that I really didn't care for the album, but you know, I thought, you know, a lot of people do, so I must be in the minority. But uh, I've listened to it again a couple more times, and, um, I mean, it's growing on me. But, uh, yeah, I just, I do not see all the uh, the retroactive love Uh, For that album Alright so uh, Anyway the next album They take a year off The next album that comes up Is the Light Album Or the L.A. Light Album As it is called sometimes And uh, the group is kind of In a mess at this point Um, Brian has slipped back a little bit. He's really in no condition to produce the record. So uh, they call him Bruce Johnston, who actually left the group in 1972. Bruce currently tours with Mike Love as the Beach Boys, and they have a a bunch of help with them. And then Brian Wilson, tours as Brian Wilson, joined by Al Jardine, uh, his uh, high school buddy and founding member of the Beach Boys. And occasionally, I think David Mark sometimes joins the Beach Boys. He has also been known to play with Brian Wilson's band and occasionally Blondie Chapman, who was with the group from 1972 to 1974, uh, will also turn up with Brian Wilson. So really, if you go see Brian Wilson, you're seeing more Beach Boys than you are when you see the Beach Boys. But anyway, um, so Bruce Johnson comes in, and along and Al Jardine and this other fellow, if I can't, my internet machine isn't working today, so I can't look up the name, but uh, they end up producing the, the Light album. They convinced Dennis to contribute a couple of songs from what was going to be a solo album of his. Actually, I think he had a solo album come out, Uh, after Love You. It's critically acclaimed. And then he had some other songs set for um, a follow up, but the, the band convinces them to kind of donate those songs to the Light Album. And the Light Album's pretty good. It produces a song, uh, a barely top 40. It, it reaches 40. It's called Good Timing, and, and it becomes a fan favorite. It is from recording sessions. I think they were recorded after Holland and at the Caribou Studios in Denver. Look that up. That's an interesting story. All the bands involved in the Caribou recording studios in Denver. There's a soccer team involved. It's crazy. Anyway, so Good Timing actually comes from these sessions. It is produced, I guess, and remixed by Bruce and Al and the rest of the band. And uh, here is Good (laughs) Timing. Should've been a much bigger hit, I think, in 1979. That fits right in with your kind of adult contemporary soft rock uh, music. Uh, another song on this album that it was resurrected. It's a. Uh, I guess it's on the. Let me think which album it's on originally. I want to say it's on Friends, maybe, or Wild Honey. It's called Here Comes the Night. Three-minute song on that album. It's a big ten-minute disco song on uh, L.A. Light, and it doesn't sound as forced as you think it would sound with that description but it goes on probably a lot longer than it should but that's what disco songs did back then all right so we come up to orchestra maneuvers in the dark And Liberator is the album that follows Sugar Tax. Uh, Sugar Tax is the only album in the OMD canon that does not feature at least one song co-written between uh, Andy McCluskey and Paul Humphreys. Liberator does. Uh, The first single is Stand Above Me. That's okay. I think it gets into like 40 or 50 on the UK chart, but it's really a letdown after the the massive success of Sugar Tax, uh, both charting a couple of singles and just selling as an album as a whole. Uh, the, The next single from the album... I think the second single was uh, Love's Theme. I'm going to mix it with one of their own songs. I'm a big fan of that, and that's 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 really good. And the third single is called Every Day. It's co-written with Paul Humphreys. I don't remember if it was left over from sessions they were going to record before they split up. Or if it was, a, they buried that, because they did bury the hatchet soon after the split up, even though they didn't work together for years and years. And uh, they wrote some songs together. But anyway, it's kind of a dull song. I don't know why they chose it as a single. There are so many other songs they could have chosen as singles from this album, including this one. It's called Dollar Girl. It uh, was a live favorite for a while, when it was just Andy and some hired guns. And uh, it's still one of my favorite OMD songs. Here it is, Dollar Girl. <laughs> girl, very bouncy, it's a very Andy song, uh, I would I would say, and uh, so yeah, there's uh, a Archaeological Maneuvers in the Dark and the Beach Boys, we come up now to The Killers, they enter the court, Killers come to us by way of fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, as Brandon Flowers tells you when you see them live, they're formed in 2001, um, I, I've read varying stories on it, basically Brandon Flowers was in a band, and they kicked him out and moved to LA, I think, or they wanted to move to LA and he didn't, or something, but he gets, he gets the boot. And then he, uh, he teams up with a guy, uh, named Dave Crooning. He finds him via, uh, an ad in, uh, I think in the, one of the weekly papers there, uh, you know, when musicians try to connect and start working together. Uh, they hit it off. It's a lot of, uh, influences that are the same. Uh, they eventually will add Mark Stormer and Ronnie Venucci. Uh, Stormer will be bass player, uh, Ronnie Venucci on drums. And, uh, by 2003, they're ready to go. Uh, they, even though they played some gigs as the killers, the, Full lineup solidifies, 2002, 2003-ish. Mr. Brightside is released. It's released, actually, I think, in the U.K. first on Zane Lowe's show. Uh, He's now on Apple Music, but he was a big DJ on BBC Radio 1. Uh, Mr. Brightside becomes a smash hit, gets to number 10 in both the U.S. and the U.K., and is followed by, somebody told me... uh, only gets to 51 in the US, which I think is weird because I, I think I remember hearing that on the top 40 station here in town a lot. So I'm kind of surprised I only got the 51 here. Goes to 3 in the UK. And uh, that's the thing, they're one of those groups that's more popular uh, overseas than they are here. And, you know, there's a lot of the groups like that, you know, over the years. I'm trying to think of some British things. Uh, psychedelic furs, I think, are probably a little more popular here than they are in the U.K. Flock of seagulls were way more popular here than they were in the U.K. And there's just some groups that are like that. And I'm trying to think of other American groups that are more popular over—of oh, sparks, more popular in the U.K. Uh, than they were in the United States. And this is kind of the way the killers are. I think they're not. it's not as big a disparity as some of these other groups, but um, the killers are uh, definitely more popular in the U.K. than they are in the United States, popular as they are here. But anyway, we're gonna to listen to Mr. Brightside. It is the big hit. Everybody knows it, but it's a, uh, I don't know, it's a, it's a very personal song for me. So I'm gonna play it because, uh, this song means a lot to me. Uh, I cannot divulge all the details, but anyway, here's Mr. Brightside. Killers. a couple more songs from this album. Like I said, somebody told me all the, uh, all these things that I have done. My wife's favorite color song and "Smile Like You Mean It." Uh, Hot Fuss is a massive, massive album for them. And then they released Sam's Town uh, in 2006. And the big singles from this are uh, "When uh, When You Were Young" and let me see uh, what was, uh, was wait, wait 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 I lost. Read my mind. Uh, our other big in between there's a, a Christmas single, and then um, yeah. But uh, when you were young, uh, it's an interesting song. Um, I I liked the song a lot, but I liked it even more uh, in 2019. Uh, we went to the All Star Game weekend in Cleveland uh, when Fangirl was interning at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and uh, she. So, they the, I don't know if you're familiar with how they do the All Star Game. Baseball weekend here in the United States. Uh, the host city, it starts like on the, the game is played on a Tuesday. It's like the previous Thursday is when the festivities start. And they have a, uh, in Cleveland, they had a concert on Friday and Saturday. The Friday night headliner was uh, the, the two fellas from uh, Columbus. Twenty-one pilots. I can never remember their name. It always escapes me for some reason. It's basically the one dude and his drummer friend. That's an interesting story there. They were a full band, but I guess it eventually just became uh, the dude and his buddy. But anyway, they're fine. We saw them at Bunbury the the year right—not even the year before the— weeks before they exploded and became a huge band. So uh, I did not go see 21 Pilots, nor did my wife. Um, Fangirl had tickets because from working at The Rock also. Her and her sister went. I drove them downtown. I picked them up after the concert. And then Saturday night's headliner, The Killers. And uh, boy, oh boy. Uh, It was kind of a weird setup. There's a place in Cleveland called the the Hannah Mall, I don't think they call it that anymore, but they set up there. It's between the old public hall and a, this big new hotel that they built, and it's kind of a weird setup, the way they had it. The, the lawn has an angle, but you would think that they would put the stage at the bottom of the hill so everybody could – but they didn't. They did it the other way around. They put the stage kind of more – it's, it's, it's just a slight incline, but anyway – Uh, We go there. We get in. It was an ordeal getting tickets. The tickets were free. Um, You were only allowed two. Somehow I finagled my way into signing up for two different Major League Baseball accounts so I could get us four tickets so all four of us could go. And, uh, And it worked. And boy, oh, boy. And the funny thing about this concert is they rolled right out with Mr. Brightside, the big hit. And I thought, wow, that's strange. But as I recall, there was no opening act. Um, they were just playing tunes before the show started, and they so they had to lot with Mr. Brightside. They got to, you got to show up, and, you know, show me you mean business. So right from the start, it did epic. And then they finished the show. They play about a forty-five minute set, and they finished the show with "When You Were Young." And what's great about this is, uh, I think right during the middle of the concert, Ronnie Venucci is dressed in full Cleveland Indian uniform, uh, right down to the baseball cap. And Brandon explains that uh, Ronnie's. Dad is from Middleburg Heights, a suburb of uh, Cleveland, and so anyway, they fin- they do when you were young. Uh, Brandon thanks the people of Cleveland, Ohio, says that he loves us, uh, and it's that's very endearing. I'm sure he loves Milwaukee and he loves Seattle and he loves all the other places they play. But he just sounds sincere, and you want to believe it that it, that, that we're special. And then he leaves the stage. They jam for about another minute or two. The rest of the band leaves the stage. Uh, Ronnie keeps drumming for a little bit longer, and then these fireworks start going off over the uh, over the stage and over downtown. It was just it was just epic. And so we leave, trying to get ahead of this. So we're walking through the street. To downtown Cleveland, you can still hear Ronnie Vanucci drumming. The fireworks are going off. Oh, this is great! So here, this is a little blast of when you were young from the album Sam's town So after Sam's Town is Sawdust, which is a collection of B-sides. There's some good stuff on here. There's a remix of um, Human. Uh, Not Human. There's a remix of uh, Mr. Brightside. I'm sorry. Uh, Human is coming up from the album Day and Age, which is released in 2008. And Human is uh, one of my favorite songs of the 21st century, along with Mr. Brightside. Uh, Human, it's not as emotional in the way the mr. brightside is I just love it I, I think one of the reasons I like it is because a lot of people hate it <laughs> it got to 32 here it got to three in the UK and uh, this probably would be a good point to well I'll, I'll get back to the uh, human and uh, kind of the emotional reaction I have for that uh, in a minute. Uh, but 2008, this comes out. I heard it on NPR weirdly. Didn't realize the Killers had a new song out. And I was listening to the Planet Money podcast, and it was just their playout song. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool. I'm like, wait, this is the Killers. What's going on? And uh, love it. Love it, love it, love it. Human by the Killers. Here it is. I
1: did
2: my best in- Kind, and sometimes I get nervous when I see an open door. Close your eyes, clear. for the answer
0: After human and day and age, uh, we get Battleborn, and from Battleborn we get uh, two songs, Runaways and Misatomic Bomb, which are kind of similar. And it's Brandon Flowers kind of writing, uh, you know, sort of these Vegas-inspired Western, sort of almost pulp fictiony kind of things. And uh, I like both songs equally. But uh, I just decided to go with Miss Atomic Bomb because I kind of like the chorus a little bit better. And uh, this is from Battleborn. It only gets to, it doesn't even chart in the UK, does it? No, it doesn't. Or here. Runaways gets to 78 here, gets to 18 in the UK. But um, I'm liking Miss Atomic Bomb from Battleborn. Here it is.
2: You were standing with your girlfriends in the street Falling back on forever I wonder what you came to be I was new in town, the boy with the eager eyes I never was a quitter, oblivious to schoolgirls' lies And when I look back on those neon nights, the leather seat I feel the heat, I see the light Miss Atomic Bomb Making out, we got the radio on You're gonna miss me when I'm gone You're gonna miss me when I'm gone Racing shadows in the moon
0: so we get the greatest hits album in 2013 from killers direct hits and then let me see here we get the 10th anniversary of Sam's Town they release a single that doesn't chart And our next album up after uh, Battleborn is uh, Wonderful Wonderful, which comes out when? In 2017, all right? And then uh, the single from this is The Man, which I thought was a much bigger hit in the UK. Only got to 63, did not chart here. Brandon Flowers explains he was running out of things to write about, and uh, he realized that he's five years younger than the other three guys in the group. And that kind of creates some friction in the band sometimes nothing serious but uh when the killers were doing really well especially in the uk he kind of got a little full of himself i mean i don't know uh I, that was not my impression of interviews i saw he seems to be like a pretty down-to-earth dude but he's now he got a little full of himself so he kind of wrote a, the song the man is a parody of brandon flowers he's parodying himself and uh it's a great great tunes great live love it here it is the man from killers Right. That brings us to 2020, uh, Imploding the Mirage finally comes out, a couple of good singles from this, Caution is the first one that comes out, and then My Own Soul's Warning, which is just, uh, I can't wait to hear this live when they're playing live again, because this just sounds like a, another anthemic song by the Killers. Uh, I'm going to play My Own Soul's Warning, and then I'll explain to you a little bit more about uh, the Killers and kind of why they're, they were the number one seed in this contest, so here we go, My Own Soul's Warning, the Killers.
2: I tried going against my own soul's warning But in the end, something just didn't feel right Oh, I tried down even though the sky was storming I just wanted to get back to where.
0: My Own Soul's Warning, Killers. And like I said, uh, going back to Human and and these other songs, I got to tell you, the thing with the Killers, and the reason I think they kind of chart higher than the bands you heard previously, the contemporary bands you're going to hear coming up, we still have Vampire Weekend, uh, who were probably the second seed in this contest, the vaccines and churches all still, well, contemporary, but they've they've been around each of those bands for 10, 15, 20 years. But anyway... Um, the reason I think the killers make the connection is I've seen those other bands live and loved them, but for some reason, seeing the killers live, even just seeing the killers live on video is just a different experience. And for example, if you could, you can look this up on YouTube, it's been put up, taken down, put up, taken down. You can see, uh, snippets of it have been put on officially by the BBC. It's their performance at, uh, Glastonbury in 2019, I think it was. And, uh, the encore is, is absolutely astonishing. They roll out with uh, Neil and Chris from Pet Shop Boys. They do uh, Always On My Mind, the uh, big Pet Shop Boys cover of the, uh, we know is as a Willie Nelson song, the Brits Know It Better as an Elvis song, but you know, Always On My Mind, they do that. Then they roll into Human, Neil and Chris stick around. So Neil Tennant does vocals with, Brandon Flowers on Human, incredible. They leave the stage. Neil and Chris do. Uh, Brandon thanks them. Says they don't. They say don't meet your heroes, but those guys seem pretty okay, which I thought was a funny line. They bring out Johnny Marr. They do This Charming Man by The Smiths. They end with Mr. Brightside. Johnny Marr playing guitar on it. It's mind blowing. You got got to check it out. So anyway, it's just and then the All Star Game concert in downtown Cleveland. You know the the whole concert rolling out. with Mr. Brightside finishing with When You Were Young. Then the fireworks at the end and all that. Was just, just crazy so i mean the 1975 uh, who are also going to hear from great live churches great live vaccines finally saw them in columbus fantastic love the vaccines uh but it's just a whole different thing with the killers so that the, the killers are going to be tough to beat i'm not gonna lie So that wraps up the Killers case for being P.F.'s third favorite band. My family says that that this contest is already over. It's the Killers, you don't need to go on anymore. But we're going to soldier on with a few more groups in the coming weeks. Uh, And now we're going to get to our honorable mention band. Um, I kind of been changing the honorable mention list in and out because uh, a lot of deserving groups, and this group only had... An EP and an album, and some of the songs repeat from the EP to the album. But I just love this album. And it's a Scottish group called the Bluebells. Uh, another one album, a couple of one-album bands could have made honorable mention. But out of all the one-album bands out there... Uh, the Bluebells are my favorite. They do have a second album, actually, that came out in the 2000s, and it was released because one of their early songs became a hit in Japan because it was in a car commercial, or something like that. And so there was so much interest generated and they just, they released an, a second album, which I have not heard. It isn't Spotify. Um, I guess I'll probably have to go and listen to it one of these days. But uh, the Bluebells, a uh, g- lot of great hits. Uh, I'm going to play you Young at Heart. It was a t- tough, tough choice. You may know everybody, uh, everybody, somebody's fool and cath you might know from the 80s. But uh, Young at Heart, I think, was probably their actual biggest hit in the U.K. And, well, here it is. Love Young at Heart, what a great tune. My dad always liked that tune. Um, We're up to the Song of the Week now. Song of the Week is a song called Wellerman, uh, and just, boy, every song I stumble upon and becomes a hit seems to start at TikTok. I guess um, people become interested in... Whaling shanties, Wellerman, or Here Comes the Wellerman. Uh Wellerman man W E L L E R M A N. I guess it's supposed to be Whaler Man, but it became Wellerman with a some sort of pronunciation. It's a New Ze- it originated in New Zealand in the eighteen sixties. So uh, there have been a couple recordings of this. A fellow named Ethan Evans recorded it, and then uh, these two guys came along and remixed it. I can't remember the names of the guys that remixed it. Again, my internet machine isn't working, so I can't look it up. I think they're called 2020 is one of the remixers, and uh, I don't remember who the other two are, but anyway. And somehow Scott and Chris on Radio 1 got a hold of it and were playing it a lot. I think that helped boost it over there in the UK, and it got to two in the UK. So it's a sea shanty, but it's kind of... Remixed and dancy deaf. Well, well uh, here it is. Oh, and by the way, just before I play this, this was the 500th episode of PFTA Recorder, and I thought, well, I could have done something special, but I thought, you know what? I'll just soldier on with what we've been doing. Killer's a good subject for episode 500. I've already replayed some of the uh, best episodes and some of the lost episodes, so um, thank you for sticking with me for 500 episodes, those of you have. And we're going to finish it off here with our Song of the Week on PFTA Recorder, Nathan Evans. The song is remixed by 2020, and somebody else again. Sorry, I can't look it up because because the internet's not working, but here it is Wellerman, PFT Recorder. So long, and thanks for listening.
2: There once was a ship that put to sea. The name of the ship was a bully of tea. The winds blew up her, bowed up down below my bully boys' blow. She <laughs> now I've been two weeks from shore, went down on her, a right whale bore. The captain called all hands and swore he'd take that whale in tow. <laughs> Someday the Wellerman comes to bring her sugar and tea and rum. One day when the time is done, time
1: we'll take our leave and